Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Some of you that are really attentive might be thinking, why isn't Pastor Kevin preaching today? I mean, you, Pastor Aaron, you preached last week. He preached the week before that. You preached the week before that. Shouldn't it be his turn? And I'm going to say, we're just going to keep you guessing from here on out. So we don't want, we don't, we can't have this be a popularity contest and have the attendance, you know, play favorites and all that stuff. So we're just keeping you guessing. All right, that's all. We're continuing on in the book of Genesis here as a church. We started last summer. We're continuing now. Last week, we watched Jacob and his uncle Laban duke it out with their dueling deceits, deceiving one another back and forth. At the end of chapter 30, at the end of chapter 30, uh, Jacob had one last deceit of his uncle Laban, and it was to increase his prosperity. And so he did all of this, and he got a whole bunch of uh, animals and livestock And he gets ready to go, to leave, especially because Jacob gets word that Laban has found out about his trickery, and Laban no longer sees Jacob favorably, and Jacob starts being worried about what Laban's going to do, so Jacob gathers together all his wives and children and livestock, and they hit the road, and they start heading home. God himself actually came to Jacob and said, I want you to go, I want you to get out of here. Go home, I will be with you, God said to him. So Jacob flees, we could say. Jacob flees. And in in Jacob's situation, he is fleeing conflict. What about you? Do you ever flee conflict? Have you ever fled conflict? Maybe you've caused damage You've hurt feelings intentionally or unintentionally and you know that somebody is upset with you and so instead of engaging with them, you instead turn and run and hope you never see them again. You ever flee from conflict? People tend to flee uncomfortable situations. I bet a lot of you want to flee right now. Not, not out of church, but I bet a lot of you want to flee this weird world reality in which we are currently living. You want to just flee, have something different, maybe, maybe flee to a different state, to a, to a different country, to a, to, a, to a different television station, to a, just a different alternate universe where things are better. You want to flee because it's not fun to be living in such anger and bitterness and despair and fear and anxiety and fighting and division and lack of joy. That's not a fun place to live. And we know that the way that we feel about the world right now is not right And we want to flee to a place that's peaceful and hopeful and joyful and full of life. People tend to flee uncomfortable situations. 
while Jacob is fleeing, he gathers together all his wives, children, livestock, and they, they hit the road. But his favorite, his favorite wife, which, by the way, if you don't know that story, if you weren't here, go back and read it. But his favorite wife, Rachel, does this odd thing, and she goes into her father Laban's tent on the way out, and she gathers up his gods, it says, some sort of statue figurine things, and she takes them with her. She doesn't tell Jacob about this, but they go with her. And, and so they're, they're fleeing. They're gone days ahead. Laban finds out that Jacob's gone, that, that all these people are gone. His grandkids are gone. His livestock's gone. His gods are gone. And he's got to go get them back. So Laban pursues them, and he finds them. And we don't really know how things are going to play out. Things could <laughs> make a turn for the worse. We just don't know And when Laban gets there, he's pretty furious about these missing gods. And so he starts searching through all the tents, looking for them. Well, in in one last act of trickery on behalf of Rachel, she continues to hide them and Laban can't find them. But this chapter ends with Laban not attacking, not killing, but instead it ends with Laban approaching Jacob, who has fled from him, stolen from him, deceived him, and Laban says, let's make a covenant together. Let's make a covenant together. And then chapter 31 ends with Laban kissing his grandchildren and sending them off with his blessing on his way as he heads back home. We could learn a bit from Laban. We could learn from Laban. Laban could have attacked. He could have been mad. He could have been furious. But instead, in an act of humility, you could almost say he even gave them grace and forgiveness and put them on their way. Jacob was unwilling to confront the conflict. He fled from the conflict. But when, through an act of God's grace and goodness alone, reconciliation occurred. That means bringing back together what was broken. Jacob fled conflict, but what lies ahead for Jacob is even a bigger conflict. Even a bigger conflict lies ahead, and it's a conflict that Jacob not flees, that he's not fleeing from, but he fears it. He fears what lies ahead because what lies ahead is his brother Esau. Jacob had fled from conflict, but now Jacob fears conflict, and he fears facing his brother Esau. It's been 20 years. It's been 20 years since Jacob last spoke to his brother Esau. Do you remember this? Jacob stole his brother's birthright. His brother Esau wanted to kill him, so he fled. That was 20 years ago. So Jacob's worried, what's going to happen when I get back home and I see my brother? He wanted to kill me, but what's going to happen now? Jacob fears the conflict that is in front of him. You ever fear the conflict that is in front of you? Some of you are nervous always about uh, pursuing conflict or in engaging in conflict, you would rather just flee from it all the time because you're worried about what lies ahead. You don't, you don't want to speak wrongly and hurt people's feelings. 
You don't want to endanger the relationship, but sometimes we also flee conflict or we fear conflict that's in front of us because we fled it in the past. You know how that goes, right? Where you hurt somebody, you harmed them, you, and you damaged that relationship and you didn't deal with it, so you fled away. But now you hear that that person is going to show up to the same high school reunion, family reunion, work party, church gathering, and you, you're afraid that they're going to be there because you're not sure how that past conflict might erupt when you get there. <laughs> Oftentimes we fear what lies ahead because what lies ahead is often unknown. We fear the unknown that lies ahead. What about you? You fear what lies ahead. You ask the question, am I going to get sick? And if I do, how bad will it be? You ask yourself questions, what will my death be like? Will it be slow and painful? Will it be tragic? I don't know. Maybe you've never thought about it and now you are and you're, you're thinking. What about my school? What's that going to be like? Will I be able to go there? Is it going to be different? What about my job? Is my, is my job in jeopardy? What about my business that I run? Am, am I being forced to run my business in a way that I don't want to run my business, but, I, but I, I don't feel like I have any other option? What about, what about my mental well-being? How long can I continue to operate in this fragile state that my, my mind is in? When will there be an end to all of this? When will joy become my reality again? Oh, there's plenty of fear to go around. And if you don't know, there are plenty of people profiting off of your fear. And so I ask you, people of faith, to question your fear. If you find yourself being afraid for whatever reason it is, slow down, stop, and ask why am I afraid? Why am I afraid right now? God has given me this day. Why am I afraid? Because I need to show you what happens to Jacob. Between his fleeing conflict and his fearing conflict, before Jacob makes it home, he has an encounter with God. And after Jacob's encounter with God, he leaves both broken and blessed. Broken and blessed. Let me, let me show you what happens. There's this strange occurrence that happens in chapter 32 that, that we read for today. Here's what happens. Jacob is sleeping. He's fled the conflict. Laban went back home. He's on his way, but he's sleeping. And, and while he's sleeping, a man shows up. That's what the scriptures say. It says, a man. But from the very beginning, uh, most all biblical scholars and, and Jewish people and Christians have understood that this is no mere man. This is a divine encounter that Jacob is having with God, somehow showing up to him. And we believe this for a variety of reasons. One, um, in the book of Hosea, 
which happens later on. Hosea, when referencing this event, says that Jacob struggled, strove, wrestled with God himself. And and Jacob, even himself, after this wrestling, he says, I have seen God face to face, and I've lived to tell about it. So, This man shows up, this divine encounter, and wrestles with Jacob all night long. And when the morning comes, it's a stalemate. The man has not conquered Jacob, and Jacob has withstood this wrestling. And so that man touches his hip joint, and his hip gets thrown out of socket. And Jacob walks with a limp for the rest of his life. And after that broken hip, Jacob turns to the man and he says, bless me, bless me. And that man, that God present with him says, your name should no longer be called Jacob, but your name should be called Israel or Yisrael in Hebrew, which literally means he strives with God or struggles with God. That's what Israel means. Jacob recognizes that this is no ordinary wrestling match, but he has engaged and encountered God himself. And when Jacob encountered God himself, how did Jacob leave that encounter? Both broken and blessed. Broken and blessed. Broken because his hip is out of joint. Pastor Kevin read it. It's, it's this interesting thing that it says that he walked with a limp for the rest of his life and the Jewish people to this day as it's being written don't eat the, 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 the sinews from that area of the animal in honor of this divine encounter that Jacob had with God. But you think about that. Jacob left with a limp. He left with a limp. Jacob had previously been a physically strong man. There was an encounter earlier when he met Rachel that he moved the top of this well that nobody could move and he did it by himself. And now he's no longer physically strong. He's walking with a limp. A reminder, physical reminder to him of his divine encounter. And yet Jacob doesn't just leave broken, but he leaves blessed. God has been gracious to Jacob throughout his life, hasn't he? Jacob's been nothing but a deceiver and a liar, and yet God has blessed him over and over and over and over again, and here he does it one more time. Jacob asks for a blessing, and he gives him a blessing. Jacob wrestled with God. You ever wrestle with God? I have. Many times. Not in a physical fashion like Jacob was afforded, but man, I wrestle with God. In my prayers, when his word is proclaimed to me, when I read it and I'm afflicted by his word and I go, I don't know about that one, God. I wrestle with God all the time when I say, why is the world like this, God, if you're so good? I wrestle with God. And when we wrestle with God, When we wrestle with God, when I speak to God in honest terms and His Word comes to me in that divine encounter, you know how I always leave? A bit broken, but also blessed. I leave broken after I engage with God because I recognize 
that I'm not God. I have my faults, I have my frailties, and I recognize in my encounters with God that it is not my sole responsibility to hold this world together. It is not my sole responsibility to keep this world whole and healthy and living forever. I can't do it. I cannot carry the burdens of this world on my shoulders. And when I encounter God, He says, you don't have to. As much as I want to fix the world, as much as I have been called and you have been commissioned and commanded to be engaged in the world, it's not your sole responsibility to carry the burdens of the world and fix it eternally. You can't. And so when we encounter God through His Word and through our prayers, we are broken of spirit, not in a bad way, but in a good way, to remind us that we are not God. He is. He is Creator. He is Almighty. He is Sovereign. He is love. He is hope. He is joy. He is life. He is love. And He's for you. And He calls you beloved. Children of God, now and forever. See, we leave broken, but we also leave with that blessing. Blessings from God. Blessings from God because we hear that He was the one who was broken for us. Stricken, smitten, and afflicted on the cross. All the burdens of the world upon His shoulders. And He died innocently, Jesus, for you, for me, for the whole world that is so bitter and worried and fearful and angry and divided, Jesus says, I come to give you rest. I come to make you whole. I come to bring you healing. My word will endure. And the word of God always does. The Word of God always endures. It endured Jacob being a deceiver. Coming up in the story of Genesis, it endures 400 years of God's people living in slavery. The Word of God endures. It endures bad kings, false kings. It endures exiles. It endures persecutions. It endures world wars. It endures pandemics. The Word of God will never fail even when it seemed like that word of God made flesh was hanging on the cross dying, death was not his end. Jesus rose. The word of God made flesh rose from the dead and he's alive right now with all things under his almighty control. I pray that you know that just as he changed Jacob's name to Israel, which means he strives with God, I pray that you strive with God, wrestle with God, and he names you my child, beloved, forgiven, now and forever. When we encounter God through our prayers, through the reading or preaching of his word, in whatever way God engages with us, whenever he shows up, we leave broken and blessed. But the story's not done yet. 
We've got to get back to Jacob just for a second. Here's, here's what happened. This divine encounter, it's in the middle of him fleeing, fearing, right? He's still afraid of his brother. Still afraid of his brother. And so he sends some servants to Esau, letting Esau know Jacob's coming. And then they report back saying, Esau heard and he's going to come and meet you. And Jacob's going, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen? So Jacob spreads out his family in case Esau decides to flank them from one way. And Jacob goes out front. And, and, and out front, you can just imagine a, like a battlefield scene. Jacob out front and he bows down seven times in front of his brother Esau. What's going to happen in this act of submission? The scriptures say that Esau runs out to Jacob, falls on him, embraces him, kisses him, and they weep together. These boys who have been wrestling and struggling and fighting and deceiving since the time they were in their mother's womb together are now reconciled by God's grace alone. We can learn from Jacob's humility finally in that scene. And we can also learn from Esau's grace. Esau could have been angry, could have fought, could have killed, rightly so. But instead, Esau was humble in this moment. Esau was humble in this moment. Esau gave up his anger and instead offered grace. We can learn from Esau. Some of you are still harboring 20 years worth of anger against someone else. Maybe it's 20 weeks of anger. Maybe the last 20 hours have caused you to feel anger that you've never felt before. We can learn from Esau and lay those things aside and let God be present, engage, encounter with us, and we can offer grace. Jacob fled conflict. He feared conflict. And in between those two moments, he encountered God, and God broke him and blessed him. And he was reconciled to his past and to his future. Turning it back on you one more time, what are you fleeing? What are you fearing? Won't you allow God to engage with you? Wrestle with them. Wrestle with them. Pray. Read his word. Because any time that you encounter him, he will change you. He will break you. He will bless you. And he will send you on your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.